Thank you so much for clicking on this week's episode of Gillyweed Girls. I'm your co-pod leader, Sarah, but we have my sister, Kayla, to thank for bringing the idea for this week's episode to life. Hey, so this week we're talking about ghost ships. Ghost ships. <laughs> for spooky season, we thought that this would just be the perfect topic now that it is October, it, Halloween's like right around the corner. And we mentioned last week that we love ocean lore in general, but especially mysteries of the sea. And what is a better topic to dive into that than ghost ships? Um, we also dive plan- into that. Yeah, dive right into that ghost <laughs> ship. <laughs> we also plan on staying on theme with like spooky sea stories for the entire month of October. So if there are any stories that you've always loved or just found particularly like creepy when it comes to ocean lore, send us an email with your story or just the story that you're interested in at gillyweedgirlspodcast at gmail.com and we'll check it out. And if we think it's dope, then maybe we'll include it in one of our next episodes. Yeah, you can also let us know on Instagram. Gillyweedgirlspodcast is our Instagram tagline as well. So send us a story if you have a story you Mm -hmm. love that's seafarish. So we have a question for you and a question for ourselves to kind of debate and invent the question, I suppose. What is the best media representation of a mermaid? If we had to pick a top five, let's actually pick four. And then the fifth Mm -hmm. will include like another option. And you guys can let Mm -hmm. us know your thoughts. But my top two, maybe... Just first that come to my mind have to go Pirates of the Caribbean, of course. The mermaids in that movie are incredible. Incredible. The soundtrack just makes you think they're so cool. They're gorgeous, but then they turn into these demonic, amazing man killers. I don't know. They're just so cool. Mm -hmm. The thing that's crazy about the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is I feel like CGI wasn't even that great back then. Because this was like over, this was probably at least a decade ago, I would think, Right. right? And I feel like a lot of other CGI stuff, like Cough Cough, fucking Renesmee and Twilight, <laughs> a lot yeah. of CGI stuff from that time was not it. But something about those mermaids just hit so differently. It was amazing. Absolutely. Maybe it was the actresses. That mermaid True. that fell in love with Finn from Hunger Games, oh, he was playing amazing. that priest. Oh my God. I They're saw a little like, Instagram. Yeah. She's awesome. That side plot was literally better than like any <laughs> No, I'm just yes. kidding. The, the parts of the Caribbean movies in general are amazing, but like they're the love story between the mermaid and the priest dude. Oh, oh my God. But uh, mm-hmm. I think my number two, or I can't even put these in ones and twos, but like in the top four range has to be the Peter Pan mermaids. Both oh, adaptations, I'm just going to chunk into one and kind of cheat here. The mm. we're only trying to drown her cartoony <sighs> ones from the old Peter Pans. So then, sassy. Right? And <laughs> to be fair, it's probably not cool they were so sassy. I bet that was a take mm-hmm. on like teenage girls and mm. totally sexist and not cool if the producers judging by how they True. made Wendy and Tinkerbell mm. and all of the other women in that show movie. Uh, but the live action mermaids were pretty cool too Ooh, with the webbed fingers that tried so to lure creepy. Wendy into the water. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, those are good ones. Okay, well, you went like super deep in like the actual cool 
rep like media mermaids. Um, so I'm going to go super basic. My top two favorite that you have not listed already have got to be Ooh. the H2O mermaids, which is oh, not surprising. Nora, how did I forget H2O? I'm so like, it's just, it has such a special place in my heart, no matter how like cheesy it is. I'm just, I'm just obsessed. So H2O definitely is in my like top four. Um, and then of course, Ariel, the little mermaid, that was like the first mermaid that I fell in love with. And I was literally obsessed with her. Like I made her my entire personality. Um, yeah, so definitely did. just OG little mermaid. Um, but honestly, it's so hard to pick between these four. Like I, uh, for me, I feel like it right. would have to be between H2O and the Peter Pan mermaids just because like the mm. sass, like just, oh my gosh, I love them so much. But honestly, yeah. I don't know if I could even pick a favorite. That's a really hard one. I know, right? Because mm -hmm. Ariel is just a kid. She's just 16 trying to find herself and gets her voice snatched by a sea witch. But to be fair, like, Ariel, you're a mermaid. Don't mm -hmm. try to, you know what I mean? Be a human. Like, you know, right. your dad has told Sebastian you to stay away from so us for right. a reason. True. Listen to the Jamaican crab. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, no, you trust me, Ariel. You do not want, <laughs> want in on this shit. Humans are not as cool as we're cracked up to be, apparently. Okay, go vote on whichever you think or whichever is your favorite representation of a mermaid within the media. If you like the Peter Pan mermaids, Pirates of the Caribbean mermaids, the H2O girls, or OG Little Mermaid Ariel, um, go to our Instagram at Gillyweed Girls Podcast, and we'll have a poll in our story and in our like highlight reel. Um, so go go vote. And I would love to see like what the general consensus is on who is the majority favorite. Yes, we will also include that other option, the fifth option, so that you can mm -hmm. include any uh, mermaid that you love somewhere in media or in some story. Maybe the mermaid sort of women from Odysseus's tale, we'll see, from the Odyssey. But without further ado, on to our ghost ship stories. Spooky season yes. begins. We picked four of the most famous and well-known ghost ships to talk about today. We just thought that was the best direction to kind mm -hmm. of start broad, especially since we're going to focus on more spooky stories involving the ocean, but not involving mm -hmm. ships in coming <laughs> weeks. So one of the most famous ships I think that we've all heard of at least once is the Flying Dutchman. Yes. Maybe you know the Flying Dutchman from Pirates of the Caribbean. Maybe you know the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob. Maybe you know it from just sea lore from Old English mm -hmm. history. So some sources attribute the name of the ship, the Flying Dutchman, or the name of the man in SpongeBob's reference to the Flying Dutchman to a spectral ship, of course, uh, is the more the side that most lean towards. Other historians believe the inspiration was one of the Dutch East India Company's real captains. His name was Bernard Folk. He became legendary, basically, for his record fast trips between Holland and Java and went around the Cape of Good Hope. One of his ships, according to legend, disappeared rounding the Cape of Good Hope during a storm in the mid-1600s, and the captain was cursed. And now his crew and ship have to sail the seven seas forever. That's kind of the story that we hear in Pirates of the Caribbean, of course. Uh, there were reported sightings in the 19th and 20th centuries, which is really cool, of the Flying Dutchman. Future King George V himself of England made a reported sighting in 1881 and said, 
At 4 a.m., the Flying Dutchman crossed our bows, a strange red light as of a phantom ship aglow. Thirteen persons saw her. That's crazy. Oh, damn. That is crazy. Can you imagine just, like, you're you're on a ship and you look over and there's a ship that's, like, glowing red. I would literally shit my pants. <laughs> right? And the glowing is something that we see common in a lot of mm-hmm. the stories that we're going to unpack. So there is a thread of similarity yeah. between so many of these sightings. There's mm-hmm. a lot of TV and movie adaptations of The Flying Dutchman. Our two mm-hmm. favorites, of course, are SpongeBob <laughs> and Pirates of the Caribbean. And maybe not our favorites, but the ones that we jump to our mind the most, the most yeah. quickly. Definitely. So we're going to dig a little into those in case you guys haven't heard of them or in case you just want to hear a nice little refresher of a story you have heard before. So uh, I'm going to unpack the SpongeBob fandom wiki side and Kayla is going to unpack the Pirates of the Caribbean fandom Heck wiki yeah. side. Let's see which one is better. Mm-hmm. According to the SpongeBob fandom wiki, the Flying Dutchman is a recurring character in SpongeBob SquarePants. He's first mentioned in the episode Squidward the Unfriendly Ghost and later appears physically in the episode Scaredy Pants. You might remember that one. It's the one where they're sailing. Patrick and uh, SpongeBob are learning to sail the Flying Dutchman. Oh, yeah. They're like, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. I, I do literally think that. that every time I like parallel park. <laughs> back that is into amazing. Space. Oh my yes. gosh. He also appeared in the episode of the Patrick Star Show, so that's fantastic. The Flying Dutchman is basically a ghost who has a green glow around him. That glow, again, he's got yellow eyes with black irises, a scraggly beard, a pirate hat with a chunk taken out of it, a handbag marked soles, a droopy nose, a coat, <laughs> pigtails, according to the fandom wiki, little pigtails, and little a ghostly tail. <laughs> long stocking oh with my flying god <laughs> and he also speaks with a west country pirate accent like <laughs> dude he was amazing i love the flying dutchman yes it's kind of hard to beat kayla what yeah, honestly, does the pirates of the yeah. caribbean fandom wiki say about the flying okay. dutchman i'm just gonna be honest i have not watched the pirates of the caribbean movies in years and years so when i was actually like looking over this to like give people the summary my brain was like are you kidding like i missed this completely within the plot of the pirates of the caribbean however it's extremely interesting so according yeah. to the pirates of the caribbean fan wiki The Flying Dutchman was an infamous supernatural ghost ship. Originally, it held the sacred task of collecting all of the poor souls who died at sea and ferrying them to the afterlife. And this actually ties hand in hand with the original lore around the Flying Dutchman because the like in in terms of Davy Jones locker, that's supposed to be like where all of the poor souls who died at sea are supposed to go. It's like, oh, they went to Davy Jones locker. Um, So the pirates wiki kind of ties right into this. So again, it, the flying Dutchman held the task of collecting all of those souls who died at sea 
taking them to the afterlife. And then during the golden age of piracy, the Dutchman would become a ship feared by many across the seven seas. According to legends and lore within Pirates of the Caribbean, the ship was given to Davy Jones by his love, the sea goddess Calypso, who gave him the duty of ferrying the souls who died at sea into the next world. Calypso. Calypso. You might might remember Calypso from last week. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. We love her here on the Gilly Girls podcast. Yes. Um, So after 10 years, Jones would be free to come ashore and finally be with Calypso. But whenever Davy Jones did come ashore 10 years later, Calypso was nowhere to be found. And (laughs) this ultimately resulted in Jones carving out his own heart and locking it in the dead man's chest. (laughs) That is a slight overreaction. He literally she was probably just yeah. chilling with Jason, you know, yeah. or Odysseus somewhere. She's busy. Girls right? got a lot to do. Yeah, maybe she was somewhere else, bro. Carve out her own heart because she's late. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? I'm literally late to everything. If Jack was like, shit, Kayla's running late. Time to carve my own heart out. Like, right. Nah, so Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Yeah, so dramatic. Um oh. After that, after he carved out his own heart, Jones abandoned his duty. Instead, yeah. So instead of like ferrying the souls to the afterlife, he just started wrecking havoc on the seas and he unleashed the Kraken upon many vessels. Um, He also preyed on wayward sailors that were lost at sea who wished to avoid death and final judgment. And he pretty much like pressed them into joining his crew on the flying dutchman and eventually they would just become part of the dutchman itself so yeah (laughs) then all the stuff in the movies happens jack sparrow Mm -hmm. tries to kidnap davy jones's heart then it's lord cutler beckett's for a while and then the ship fought the black pearl and will turner stabbed the heart of davy jones that he had locked in his chest because he was being a dramatic van gogh (laughs) and then will turner becomes the captain of the flying dutchman and that's pretty much where pirates leaves it off they do some stuff Mm -hmm. with will in the ship and like him visiting Kira Knightley and mm-hmm. her running. This makes in the me want to like I want to rewatch all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies so badly now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, let's do it. Pirates marathon. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I'm down. Um, we'll we should live stream it. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. Okay. Okay. So for our next ghost ship story, moving away from the Flying Dutchman, which that's an amazing story. Like I. I don't know. We pl- probably will do another episode in the future just going way deeper into the Flying Dutchman. Um, but for now, moving on, we're like putting a pin in that one. Our next ghost ship story is the burning ship of Northumberland Strait. So back as far as 1796, there has been a burning ship reported in the waters off of Prince Edward Island in Canada. It's described as a three-masted schooner that's on fire, but the origins Ooh. of this story and lore in general are unknown. However, this is what's crazy about this. It's not crazy. just some like it's not just some like 1700s ghost ship story. The most recent sighting of this ship was in 2008. Right? That's insane. And it would totally make sense if they saw some ghost ship like on fire because historically Mm -hmm. speaking, we have a Greek fire being used in history. 
But mm -hmm. I, I suppose not 1796. True. Oh, but that's when the sighting started. So, yeah, yeah, true. So yeah. there are a number of legends and ghost stories that exist that describe sightings of this ghost ship over the years and include specific descriptions of like distinctive outlines of the ship's mast, masts and phantom crew members climbing the masts before the vessel supposedly either oh. completely burns, sinks, or just vanishes altogether. Wow, Which, that's yeah. so cool. It's crazy. And according I to legend, cry. same. <laughs> Another pooping pants episode. It's fine. Yeah. Any of these, any of these would be immediately, yeah, change of pants. <laughs> but according to legend, in 1900, there were a group of sailors that boarded a small row, rowboat in Charlatan Harbor, and they raced toward this phantom ship in order to rescue the crew, only to have the ship like completely vanish because obviously what? it's like a ghost ship. But yeah, there was an account of like, people people going and like doing a rescue mission and by the time they got there it was just gone that's crazy mm -hmm. i wonder if yeah. king george tried to rescue the phantom ship <gasps> of glow that he saw dude honestly probably maybe i wouldn't be surprised but it literally appears so real that like the rescue parties have been sent out only for them to disappear once help arrived so to me that was that's just like the craziest part of the story Yes, and mm -hmm. 2008. I want to. Yeah. I want to meet the person that did that. We should have them on the podcast and interview them. So for our next ghost story, we have the Mary Celeste. As a history teacher, I am required, obliged to do a little <laughs> sidebar. Geographically Perfect. speaking, this is located in the Azores region. It's officially the autonomous region of the Azores. It's one of the two autonomous regions of Portugal. It's a Ooh. cool little archipelago, which is a collection of islands composed of nine volcanic islands in the Macronesia region of the North Atlantic Ocean, about 1,400 kilometers west of Lisbon and about 1,500 kilometers northwest of Morocco, if you can Ooh. place that on your mental map. Yeah. It's about 1,900 kilometers southeast of Newfoundland, Canada, so a really cool location. Mm -hmm. The culture, dialect, cuisine, traditions, etc. of the Azorean Islands vary considerably, mostly because they were settled sporadically over a span of 200 years. Ooh. So there are nine major Azorean Islands and an islet cluster in three main groups. And awesome. the Mary Celeste is a ship. It set sail in November of 1872 and was found less than a month later in the Atlantic Ocean off the Azores region, sailing but abandoned. It was seaworthy and had six months worth of food and water, so what happened to the crew? The last log entry was 10 days before the ship was found, so where is the crew? What happened 10 days ago between now? Uh. The crew's things and valuables were untouched, as were the cargo, so no pirates, because they would have looted that booty, right? <laughs> One lifeboat was gone, but that doesn't explain why the captain and crew would abandon a perfectly good ship. So no one really knows what happened. Even if you look it up now, there are some articles that are like, solved, and it's just clickbait. It's some professor in England that was like, maybe it was this, but there are only mm -hmm. theories floating around. No one really knows what happened. None mm -hmm. of those who had been on board were ever seen or heard from again. Oh. So what happened? Because if they... Yeah, if anything would have happened, insane. it would have been noted. 
Right. And it's crazy that like none of them were heard from again, especially like if the lifeboat was missing, because it's like, oh, maybe right. some of them went to shore. Maybe all of them like took turns on the lifeboat. Like, no, they all just vanish. And yeah. so did the lifeboat. Like, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. And what? Yeah, I would love I would love to figure out what happened and do some mm-hmm. underwater archaeology and excavate the area. And I see wonder. <laughs> I wonder if, like, the chef, <laughs> if the chef on board gave everybody food poisoning and then everybody died of diarrhea except the chef, and he was so ashamed of himself. <laughs> like, I made everybody literally shit themselves to death <laughs> that he threw their bodies overboard, stole the lifeboat, and, like, rode to safety and then oh changed his name. <laughs> He's like, no one's going to ever hear of this again. <laughs> When was this? This was 1872, and then he moved to yeah. the United States, and that's Chef Boyardee. And Watch every ravioli like that you eat. <laughs> we look at the log, and it's like Predmore. We're like, no, no, Chef. Oh, cool. <laughs> that would be no, real talk though. This this story is like crazy because it is like, what could happen? If it was like right. 10 days and then someone found the boat and it's like, oh, they were logging as usual 10 days ago and now they're all gone. Because you would think pirates, but if none of the stuff on board was gone and like all the right. money and stuff was still there. There then, was wine there. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. It is. So we can't dive into this Mary Celeste ship specifically mm-hmm. because we don't have, uh, you know, it was like a ship. They probably mm-hmm. kept using it because it was functional and they were like, mm-hmm. cool, let's bring this ship back to harbor. So sad yeah. what happened to the crew that we don't know. Okay, anyway, bye. But there <laughs> is uh, some sort of, sort of clickbaity Mary Celeste wreck dive in Bermuda, mm-hmm. which is the perfect place, you know, oh. to get into that <laughs> magical sort of vibe. Okay, so moving on to our last but definitely not least ghost ship story, we have the Lady Lovabond. Now, this story, I don't know if you've ever heard the ocean, like maritime superstition that it's bad luck for a woman to be on a ship as it sailed. But this story was, yeah, this story was like one of the examples that people used to kind of like prove that point and like oh you don't want to end up like the lady love a bond like it's bad luck for women to be on board of a ship so here we go this one is a wild ride on september oh my gosh not september (laughs) (laughs) September. yeah (laughs) on february 13th 1748 a three-mast schooner called the lady leatherbond left port for a sail along england on its way to portugal with the captain simon reed and his new wife anetta and it was kind of like their honeymoon honeymoon voyage he like took her on this trip to portugal after they got married yeah So, like, the entire crew below decks were just celebrating with the new bride and groom. However, dun-dun, the first mate, John Rivers, was also in love with the bride. Um, He was also, like, best man at the wedding, so that's a little bit awkward and a little bit touche as well. Um, his Yeah, right? And his jealousy became so unbearable that he decided to... Um, take out the dude that was up at the top of the ship, like conducting the wheel, you know, and making sure that the ship stayed safe while everybody else partied. Um, So he went up, killed that dude, and then he steered the boat right into the Goodwin Sands, destroying the ship and killing everybody on board. 
Yeah, it was intense. And apparently the Goodwin Sands is like famous for ghost ships because it's oh, it's just like very f- a famous crash site. It's a pretty like dangerous area. Um, so yeah, he was just like, cool, if I can't have her, no one can. Let's let's put this party to an abrupt end. Another dramatic overreaction yeah. from some heart heart sick. Hardy heart hard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Common theme this episode. It's ridiculous. No So the weird thing is exactly 50 years after the crash, the captain of the Edinburgh ship recorded that he almost collided with a three-mast schooner in that same area. And he reported sounds of a celebration coming from the ship as the ship like began to crash and like break apart. Um, Yeah. And then a rescue ship was actually dispatched just like the other story that we talked about. But of course, once the rescue team got there, nothing was found. There was no trace of the wreckage. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Super weird again. Exactly another 50 years later, another sighting occurred and another dispatched rescue team came out only to, again, find no trace of the wreckage. And this kind of just kept happening every 50 years on the dot, at least according to lore. You know, like, obviously, there's no hard evidence that these reportings actually happen, but this is how the tale goes and how it's been passed down. Um, Mm -hmm. So then there was another report in 1848, and then again in 1948 by Captain Bull Preswick, who reported that the boat looked really like real, but it gave off an eerie white glow. Again Another with that glow. glow. Yeah. That's crazy. Just, I yeah. really can't help but wonder if the eerie white glow, this is just the history teacher in me, but mm-hmm. I can't help but wonder, of course, it could be ships of flame. It could be mm-hmm. the afterlife. It could be the Northern mm-hmm. Lights. Who knows? But it really could be like paranormal kind of g- Greek fire yeah. ships if they're in the Mediterranean ever. Mm-hmm. But these are mostly well, in the Atlantic. So true. I'm sure they're just like early war French and American mm-hmm. kind of skirmishes, British and American skirmishes. Yeah, the white glow, the red glow, green glow, like it's always a glowing ship. And I feel like that's, it's kind of like the same thing with mermaids, how like a lot of different areas have the same details of this story and people are like oh no ghost ships are full of shit but like then why are all of them glowing like why like yeah it's crazy so it's crazy it's crazy so are Mm -hmm. these ghostly afterlife reenactments of battles fought at sea long ago are they some dope ass lord of the rings army of the undead (laughs) summoned to fight sea battles i wish dude yeah it's crazy dude can you imagine though like seeing a ghost ship in person like you're just on a cruise in the middle of the ocean or something and it's it's crazy because like if you believe in ghosts at all which obviously like making this podcast I do and I know you do too (laughs) then at least some of this these ghost ship stories have to have at least a tiny bit of validity right I I truly see lots of tragedies happened at sea there's a lot of unfinished business on the ocean and energy Mm -hmm. would be preserved maybe yeah yeah it's crazy but like honestly if I was on a cruise or just on some ship in the middle of the ocean at night and saw a ghost ship <laughs> I would just like dive right off board I'd be like no oh, I'm not <laughs> my gosh. I'd vomit. screaming crying throwing up absolutely <laughs> the fuck not like <laughs> I oh, bet that was terrifying like if you're out on a little voyage and you have good vibes you see a ghost ship we are immediately pulling up that anchor and going home fuck this fuck the gold 
like we're not going to the Americas. Like, do not pass go. Go straight to <laughs> back to wherever the hell you came from. <laughs> go home. <laughs> yeah, go, and go to bed. No chance Look I'm getting on a boat again after that. Sh- <laughs> Right. If you know, this is this is really a long shot. We have a low Mm -hmm. community at this point. But if there Mm -hmm. are any people out there listening who have a spooky ghost ship story or spooky Uh, ghost experience in general, maybe just spooky experience in general, or you know somebody that has had one, please send us an email at Mm gillyweedgirlspodcast at gmail dot com, or you can send us a DM on Instagram, same Mm -hmm. handle, gillyweedgirlspodcast, and share the story with us. We'd love to mm-hmm. include your stories in upcoming episodes if they are seaworthy. Dude, yes. It literally, if I would like scream, if we got a, a DM or an email and someone was like, I saw a ghost ship, let me tell you about it. I would literally just sob for a week straight. Like that would make my entire life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay, so that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Tune in next week again um, for another spooky ocean lore-themed story. Um, And join us next week as we dive off the deep end into more spooky ocean lore stories that shiver our timbers or ultimately end in us diving poorly off the deep end. (laughs) And the hopefully not hitting rocks on the way down, but like Kira Knight laying (laughs) off of a balcony kind of vibes (laughs) in our corset and Jack Sparrow saving Uh. us. Or Bella jumping off the cliffs dramatically because she wants to see Ghost Edward type vibes. <laughs> May the wind grace your sails and tickle your hobbit toe hairs until next week. <laughs> XOXO. Gilly Wee Girl. Dun, 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 dun.